Hey everyone, welcome to the I guess season ending podcast. Uh, we get to the final day, Super Sunday uh, for EPL. Uh, we brought back the whole team this time around, first time in a couple of weeks. Um, EJ, thanks for coming on. Um, she came with a big ass now energy. Me too, we're energy, but it's, it's still energy. It's still okay. Whatever. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming. Champion. Uh, champion, hola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asterisk champion, it's okay. Champion. Yeah, uh, whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to block that off. <laughs> Gucci, Gucci, my fellow United faithful, thanks for coming up. It's a good day. It's a good day to be here. Yeah, good day. Job done. We're back, you know. We're back to... Let me be careful with you. I phrase this before they use this against me. Top we're, trophy. No, no, no. We're back. <laughs> we're back on the journey. That's our best right. That's, that's the best way to say it. It's a long journey, a long journey ahead, bro. A long journey. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, before we jump into the topics for today, uh, we'll have to tell you guys where you can find us. You can find us on YouTube, where the full video will be on. Um, so, it's Putty Fantasy, two words. You can find us on Instagram, where we put uh, snippets of the video or clips, video clips, at Fantasy Footy, one word. And the footy is F-O-O-T-I-E. You can find us on Twitter, uh, where we have a lot of Twitter battles with a couple of people. Uh, it's footy, A-D, fantasy, just one word. You can find us also on podcasts, if you like podcasts. The name of our podcast is the footy fantasy. The footy fantasy is one word, podcast. Anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find us. We also have a uh, Facebook page, if you still do Facebook. It's got extra my footy fans. Uh, we're going to jump in uh, to our topics. We're going to do uh, manager of the season quickly. Uh, we'll do a recap of the EPL season, do a team of the season. Season just ended well, like a couple of hours ago. We'll look at the top four finish. You do a, just a, I want to call it like a highlight. What I for the third, fourth, fifth, I think first and second has been. Um, we flogged that a lot, and we're going to have end-of-season reviews for each team per episode. But today, we just do like what you think are your highlights for being a finished third, fourth, fifth, a quick highlight. We'll do a preview to FA Cup final. Uh, I think at that point, the, the mid-table representative can talk more. <laughs> uh, and we'll do a relegation. Uh, this was a very interesting relegation. Um, but we'll do a review of relegation. What went wrong? I guess the three teams, three, four teams. Three teams that went went at it. Uh, so we we'll start with manager of the season. We'll go to that guy, that team in the northwest that won, uh, that won the league. That's the best thing I can That's say. The Asterix, okay. The Asterix league type. Asterix, yeah. So, Asterix champions. So I who is it? The Asterix champions. Yeah, it's okay. Who's Rona, your manager? Rona champions. Rona champions. <laughs> That's another yeah. one. Who's your champions? The VAR champions. As long as the champions is there, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, you're fine with it. Yeah, champion. As long as that word is there, champion. So you're my manager of the season. Um, I know Pep Guardiola has always, well, not always. He said recently that when they win the league, that they don't get recognized with um, individual awards. I don't know what it means because I think he was in our manager of the year last season or the season before when they won 100 points. So. If you're going to give Guardiola manager of the season for 100 points, 
for winning 32 games out of 38 matches, then Jurgen Klopp is going to be manager of the season this year too. He has won 32 games out of 38, won manager of the month two or three times, I think. I think three times this season, one manager of the month. Um, basically had their league wrapped up by, by January. <clears throat> so like if Liverpool didn't even come back after Corona break, we still have won the league because the gap was so, was so wide. Like if he just said, okay, we're not coming to play after after match. Yeah. It was Who fell out from every other competition? Yeah. What? What? I'm just joking. I tried to wind you up. I said, even though we, you fell out from every other competition, every, the every, first hundred... every competition didn't matter to us this season. We <laughs> win. <laughs> That's the main thing. Uh, just league uh, last you guys were like, oh, but you guys didn't win the league. So now this this year we're winning the league. So I don't want to be hearing stories anymore. <laughs> That's it. When we won Champions League, oh, you didn't win the league. But now we won the league. And we won it in style. In style. So you can clock for me. Any special mentions before, before I go away from you? Oh, special mentions. For me, to be honest, I would have had Chris Wilder as manager of the season if they made Europe. Yeah. But sadly, they didn't make Europe. If they had made Europe, Sheffield United coming up and making the Europe would have been like, the most fantastic achievement, but sadly they fell short. And let us not forget that VAR screwed them over. There was a game where they came back, they scored, the ball was over the nine. Yeah. And those two extra points might have helped them, but sadly. Almost, we're going to talk about it when we get to relegation. <laughs> we have to pick that up for sure. Because yeah. I remember we talked about it then, and we are, we are it, it literally was half. That one point is what took Villa over the line. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> kind of, no, no. We know that we know that's not why, but I mean, it's controversial. It really is. It is it's very it is, controversial. It is. I stay with you now since you have jumped in, Bucci. Who is your manager this season? Um, I'm gonna go against the grain. Um, I expect, I expected that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think Klopp is uh deservedly. I should get manager of the season, but I would go with someone else who isn't obvious. I would go with the Aston Villa manager. I think Smith deserves a lot of praise. Um. The job he had before the um, lockdown, before COVID-19 struck, was really, really a lot. And I think if you really look at the bottom half of the table, you would say he had the best team in the bottom half of the table after the restart. He, the job, I mean, last week they had seven, they had to win seven points to win the lead. So if I was going to give um, somebody else, I would give him. He would be my choice. He really did a great job. Most importantly, you could see that this was a guy that used the lockdown well. They had defensive issues before they came out. The problem they always had was finishing out games. And they actually finished out games that they needed to, you know. The Aston Villa of the past would not get this draw. They would have collapsed after um, these guys came back. The Aston Villa of the past would have not gotten the wins they needed last week. They would have not, you know, that would have been a draw. So I just think um, there was a remarkable difference between March and May, June. So I, I give him that. So that's special mention, or is he a manager? No, that's that's why I said my special mention is Klopp. Okay. Who I believe deserves. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Season. Who is manager of season? Dean Smith. That's why I'm saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that. I'm <laughs> the season. But I just want to finish. I'm finish. You came with your big, big United energy. <laughs> That's why I said, look, even if, even if, even if Man City won or even if United won, I was going to mention that that was because as at last week, 
Okay. And what I mean last week is last week Wednesday. <laughs> they needed seven points. Okay. One thing for your opponents to collapse is another thing to actually go and do that job. So that's why I'm giving him the praise. I'm not saying that so you know not for that for saving the team, that point. That's not manager season, I think they spent more than like okay, Chelsea didn't want to transfer we do. Spend more than sports, spent I think they spent at that point almost as much as Manchester United, if I remember the figures at that time before we got Bruno. So yeah, I mean, nah. For a team coming from the championship, you're comparing their spending to my United spending. Shouldn't we compare my United spending to Chelsea? I mean they're just comparing dollar for dollar. Yeah, but dollar for dollar, the amount the amount of work they need. It's mm-hmm. like saying now that if I go and spend 120 million right. on that Norwich team, yeah. I would, you know, like compare them to have the same outcomes as my United spending. No, 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 you're not saying that. Exactly. Each understands me. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if a team that came from Championship spent 150 million pounds, at the very least, before we can commend them, they have to finish mid-table. Fulham spent more than most teams in the Premier League and got relegated. That's why they are terrible. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't don't think you should give credit to a team that spent that amount of outlay and say, because at the final end, you can give credit for that work. So after they Please let me ask. Let me ask. Let me ask. You're praising Dean Smith for saving them in the final three games. Who put them in that situation in the first place? What was he looking at in the 35 matches before that got them in that situation? He doesn't deserve any credit. In fact, they should have gone down. And they're lucky because Bournemouth's run came very late. It, Villa are just lucky to stay up. They don't deserve to stay up at all. They've ground out one point, one point here, one point there. He is at fault for getting them in that situation. You can't spend that much money. I'll be telling me you should be staying in 18. It was 18th most of the season. It was a relegation zone most of the season. There's no cre- it doesn't deserve any credit for me. If you're going to, even for me, Norwich manager deserves more credit. Norwich spent nothing. At least they competed. They competed. Okay, they got smashed everywhere. They're getting four new, but they competed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played. They competed. Even when we beat them four-one, Norwich was one of our toughest games of the season, the first match. And then when we beat them one nil, it was also very tough. When they get smashed, I think they will compete. They compete. Villa, Villa just scrapped the one point here, and that goal that was allowed. Hey, they were so lucky. That's why I said you came with your big. Minor energy, which is okay. I like it. It's okay. Let's not give this guy too much uh, praise so that his head doesn't, you know, become bigger than the screen. It's part of the screen, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, so that's why I feel like that was that. Uh, that, that, that the way, the way I look at it, it is like, uh, what's it called? Villa scored as many goals, if not more goals, than most people around them. They did as well as many teams that we praise. Um, they did as well as um, Everton. In terms of going forward, the only problem to me was they were conceding goals and they, you know, they plugged it up. I, I'm not trying to say that they were exceptional, but I'm just saying that if I was going to pick somebody, and that's what I'm doing, I'm picking somebody against the grain. I literally explained that. Okay. I said it, that the best guy was Klopp, but I'm picking somebody against the grain and I'm picking somebody from under the table who I believe, when you look at every other person there, yeah. The bottom half of the table was made of teams that were 
let's not lie, one or two wins better than the others. It wasn't like 10th to 15th was, uh, you know, big, massive gap. No, it was just, let's just say... Well, well guess what, though, Gucci? Yeah. That can be said for the whole league, apart from Liverpool and Man City. That literally can be said from third, when you look at it, it's all bunch. This season has been a bad season. Everybody has two games apart. Yeah. yeah, everybody's just one or two losses. Remember, that's what happened last... From throughout the beginning of the season, right? We jumped... I remember we jumped from 14th. When we, remember that game we went to watch in um, um, Austin? We jumped, I think we were like 12th against Norwich. We beat Norwich and jumped from 12th to like 6th or something or 7th. So that's... Yes. My point is that's kind of been the story of the season, right? So I don't... I get your point. And I guess you're trying to go against the grain and I don't think you're contrarian. But my argument is even if you're, if you're trying to go against the grain, I feel more managers even deserve than... For example, Chris Wilder, absolutely. Sean Dyke, that guy for not spending anything, and again he has done it again. I just Wolves, Wolves manager. manager. Even against the grade, they are like I can name like five, six managers who even deserve that. Even like Frank Lampard, he gets he gets a, he, yeah. he deserves it too. He say against the grade. Lampard did a good job. There's a lot of praise. Yeah, there are a lot of people that deserve praise. Right. I'm just that's my choice. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. CJ. Look. Aya, you asked a simple question. Sometimes when you ask what the color is the sky, the answer is the sky is blue. Klopp is the manager of the season. I don't need to say anything else. Stop. Any special mention? Thumbs up. You don't care about special mention. <laughs> special mention, uh, Lampard. I think we underestimated him and he... I did. Absolutely did. Yeah. Absolutely did. So he definitely gets special, special mention for me. But I think, you know, if I, I, nine, times of ten, nine times out of ten, if anyone's voting, they will put Klopp is the answer. And then haters like Bucci who put Dean Smith. <laughs> I didn't hit on Klopp. I, I literally said he was manager of the season. <laughs> I said, that's what I, what I said. I, said. <laughs> I, said. I literally made sure. I didn't even mention the Hollywood mention second. I went first to the Hollywood <laughs> mention. I said, look, this is the manager of the season. But just like, for example, the, the um, Football Writers Association chose player of the season, which you know, they, they chose Henderson for whatever reason. When well, was you remember, we've him. already discussed this. We agreed that Henderson did uh, off-the-field um, achievements and other things factored into that decision. Well, that's, 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 I, I went back and thought about it on Saturday. That's absolutely, in my opinion, absolute nonsense. We, football, <laughs> is, football is played on the field, right? It's true. Let's be very honest. Let's keep it 100. Football is played on the field. You should be chosen majority for us on the field. If you have a, an extra, if, if it's like tight or tight, and okay, this extra thing this person is doing, okay. If, if they are using, uh, then they should not call it Football Writers Award again. They should call it Personality of the Year. Call it something else. Yeah, don't if, tell me it's Football Nah. If so, there was, a, if there was a player in the Liverpool team that epitomized this season, the player that should have won player of the season, okay. that's why I'm mad. I'm not even... It's not about Liverpool or whatever. That's people who keep bringing this up. I, I can drop that anytime I want. Money. Money. Yeah, we said it here. Yeah. I think I said it in the podcast before. Money. Yeah, 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 I keep insisting. Yeah, and maybe money wins PFA. I don't know what Football Writers Like, who won it last year? I don't know. It was Sterling. And okay, that's, so was Sterling the best player of the season last year? It was. Yeah, it was. It's not the first time. You know, this is not the first time. Sterling, because of his fight against racism last oh. season, he oh. got the player of like, the season. If you look at the top five, the top five of the FWA awards, it made no sense. Like, I think money yeah, was even number five. Rashford was taught this year, yeah. and Rashford is not even United's best player. Yeah. I was like, why is Rashford included? That's why I agree that maybe that was their rationale. But yeah, like I just said, if that's maybe making um, giving football awards based off off-field decisions is different, I don't know. But maybe football that's writer. what they be. Football writers, yeah. 
Writers, you know, maybe yeah. who are the football writers like journalists? Journalists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can we don't even agree with what they who say. they like? It's obvious. <laughs> this is an award of who do I like? What has it done? Who do we so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. So let's see PFA. We'll make. We'll see. PFA should either be money or I mean, we'll talk about that, right? Now, before we move on, last thing before we move on, please. I want to say oh, it again and again and again. I'm not. I'm sour about Liverpool winning the league, but I'm not. I'm not bitter, like, you know, hating on them. Let's, let's... You don't, you don't need to explain this. This is, this is a very informal... Hating is allowed. They're having, they're having fun. You don't need to explain. Don't explain your date for Liverpool. Don't explain it. Just do your jabs and move on. So, we, manager of this club. My special mention is Chris Wilder. Moving on. Respect uh, to my candidates. EPL team of season. Stay with EJ. EJ, let's... Yeah, tell us your EPL team of season. Very quickly. 4-4-3. Goalkeeper. 4 4 3 Four three three, sorry. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Sneaking an extra player. Yeah, four three three. Um, I will have. I'll I'll keep Allison in goal. I think he he was probably as strong as the people in front of him. Uh, you know, but I think he can stay there as long as I keep strong people in front of him. He should be good. So I'll have. Um, I'll definitely keep TAA by New Godson in the lineup, and <laughs> um, the back Virgil Van Dyke and um. The Leicester player, So Yunchu, I think I'll have him in there as his partner. And then Robertson on the other side. So that's my back four. Midfield, I want Ndidi. Ndidi in there. I like Ndidi a lot. I think he will give me some solidity right there. And I will go with, I'll go with Fabinho. Just a strong back. And then in front of them, De Bruyne. That'll be my mid three. And then ahead of them, I'm going to be very creative. I need all the top scorers in the league. So, luckily, Obama Young can play left, left wing. So I keep it right there at the left. <laughs> and I will keep uh, Vardy, who I don't like, but he got he, he won golden boots. I don't think I can keep him off. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, Mane, I'm disadvantaged. He, he's playing at a disadvantage. I don't think I've ever seen him on the right, but... We'll force him there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can, he can flip wings with Oba to spend time on the left. If that, if that's what he wants. So okay. that's my 4 three, 3 Okay, okay. So I guess you're obviously Klopp is probably the manager, right? Yeah, Klopp is my manager. Okay. Klopp uh, knows Oba very well. He knows the back four, three of the back four of the goalie, and he knows Fabinho. Uh, this way you found all by into this lineup. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm just laughing. It's like, why, why, okay. why not? Why not? Okay, no problem. Oba was won the silver boot, even though I don't think they award that. Give that award. <laughs> he tried. He tried. I should have won it. But shouldn't shouldn't Danny be in there? I was going to say that he was going to use the. Was, how many goals did he get? Twenty-two. Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. He won silver. He won silver. And he's more impressive than all by for one. Be honest. Judging from the team he plays for. Uh, if this were crap, well, talent-wise, their team is not as, as good as Arsenal's team, right? So he has less service, right? Not true on any planet. <laughs> more impressive than Oba. Because he has less service, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to say. When a guy gets... Can you play, play right-wing? Because Sadio Mane don't have to be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, Ola? Okay. Um, team of the season, I won't have Alice in there. The reason being, he missed like 13 games this season. 
So I know he kept a lot of clean sheets when he came back, but that's a lot of games. So that's why I won't put Alisson. I'll put Dean Anderson, who should be my United next goalkeeper, if we are talking honestly. He has, he, Dean Anderson has, for me, been best keeper this season. Playing for a team like um, Sheffield United, keeping many clean sheets, making many saves. I think the only error I remember him making, ironically, was against Liverpool when a simple shot just went through his legs, <laughs> you know. Apart from that, I didn't see him make any other errors this season. Not, not error eight against errors. Villa. Yeah? Against Villa. I'm trying to remember the error. There was an error against Villa. Yeah, not many. Not many glaring oh, errors. That was the only other one I remember was that one. Yeah, not many glaring errors. Like, even Alisson made errors. So, which goalkeeper doesn't make errors? So, <laughs> that's the thing. Well, all the top goalies do make errors. So, But I think United fans will know that if that boy came back next season to their team, he probably should be their number one. So, for me, he's keeper of the season. Right back, Trent. I won't talk too much. We know what Trent does. Maguire. I troll him. I banter about him. But Ari Maguire has had a very decent season. He's um, going in centre-back for me. Because United considered only 36 goals. Yep. They considered 36 goals, which is their second-best defence this season. So, that shows Ari Maguire did something right. You know? He helped. He helped. People might banter, and he might not be as good as Van Dyke, but yeah, he's he had a fantastic season. Van Dyke, not too many words. Andy Robertson, left back. I can't think of many other left backs. Um, Lukshaw had a decent season, but I think Robertson is just a bit tired of Lukshaw this season. Um, I'm going. Sorry, I should have told you. I'm going four, two, one, three. So two, like two old midfielders. In DD. Yes, I think he was very consistent this season. He was one of the main reasons Leicester um, did well. I think when he was injured, they actually dropped a lot of points. So that shows his importance. Um, yeah, it's had a very consistent season. The reason why I would go for Fabino is the same thing. I, won't go, I didn't go for Alisson. Fabino missed like 10 games. <laughs> he was injured for over seven weeks. So, And the person who was playing all day midfield for us was Anderson. And that's why people will say, oh, what does Anderson doesn't score many goals? Yeah, he won't score many goals. <laughs> he, was sitting in, he was sitting in front of the defense. How do you expect him to score many goals? He played more than half of the season as an old midfielder. So it's only when Fabino came back, they pushed him forward. So Anderson and Ndidi as my two old midfielders. Then number 10, or the guy creating everything, Kevin De Bruyne. Who he, tied, probably... he, tied, he tied the assist today, right? He tied it, right? Yeah, yeah, he had an assist. And he scored twice. Yeah. yeah. In any other season, to be honest, he should be player of the year in any other season, but he might still be player of the year because I think what's going to happen, okay, we'll talk about PFA player later, but I think the, the, the votes will be split. So my front three, Raheem Sterling, fantastic season. I think he scored 30 goals this season overall, and he was like second or third highest goal scorer. He, he, has been, he has been very good for them this season. He stepped in when Aguero... Aguero has been injured for so long, but they didn't really miss Aguero because Sterling is just banging in the goals, you know. Vardy, yeah. <laughs> that guy doesn't want to quit. <laughs> 33 years old and still banging in the goals. So Sterling, Vardy, and then Stadio Mane, who for me is Liverpool's player of the season. Stadio Mane, not just the number of goals, he dragged us out of many, many O's <laughs> that we talk for ourselves. That guy, he's like he was on a one-man mission to try and win the league for us this season. He was just fantastic. So that's my team, 4-2-1-3. Anderson, TAA, Maguire, Van Dyke, Robertson, Anderson and Indidi, Odin, KDB, Sterling, Vardy, Mane.
So where is Mane playing for you? Oh, on, on the left. Sterling so playing on the right. On the right? Yeah, Sterling on the right, Mane on the left. Okay. Both of them can they can play both sides anyway. They do. Okay. They, 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 they can. They can play. Yeah. Okay. And your, man, your manager for this team is what? It's Klopp, right? Jorgen Klopp. Oh, it's Klopp. Okay. Klopp. It's Klopp. Is that, is that how it's pronounced? <laughs> Mentality monster master. That's oh. it. Okay. Bucci. <laughs> <laughs> My team is very easy, very straightforward. Um, I'm just going to name the, the... I picked a few players outside because I, I believe that in another year they should be in the uh, team of the year. My team is uh, could play 4-2, 3-1, 4-3-3. doesn't matter. Uh, the midfield is very fluid. My contrarian master. I like how you throw this. You're picking players that will be in the, year, in the league in another year or in the no, top. Can you can you let me land? You no, know, I I, I'm not writing right the point before it lands. Yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoy I enjoy this comment. Let it land. My keeper of the season is uh, Henderson. You guys are funny. <laughs> um, I would say Dubrovka deserves honorable mention. Um, for his performance, Dubrovka from Newcastle, a very poor defensive team, he was able to get almost ten um, clean sheets. He faced the most shots. In the league, performing for a team like Newcastle, which, in, to be very honest, even with Steve Bruce managing them, they were not great defensively. He did well. He came out well. Uh, but like I say, Henderson is uh, my keeper of the season. I actually picked uh, Ricardo Pereira. I don't think um, I don't want to use injury as an excuse. If you played well and you got injured, you played a great amount of the season, you should still be able to get props. Pereira was out of this world. I think his injury affected Leicester very, very well. They could not find a right back to fill his position. It was really, really... They were able to solve all the other injuries in a way. They were able to fill in for the centre-back until Son uh, got um, suspended in the last um, game. But Pereira was key. His bombing forward, his movement and everything. I think he was really, really underrated by fans. Um, I, I believe Robertson had a great season. I believe one Bissaka had a great season. But Pereira, to me, balances those two. Uh, Robertson is great going forward. One Bissaka is great at the back. The output going forward is not great. The output for the Robertson defensively is not as great as well. But I think this guy was balanced and he did well. Van Dijk and uh, Maguire, that was uh, my choice too. I, I have been having this running argument with some United fans about Maguire. And so I kind of looked at his stats and... Among the guys that had his amount of headed um, stats, basically he was one of the top guys in headers, top guys in interceptions. He made a lot of good passes. There were so many stats that he topped on that it goes beyond the clean sheets. He was important in the way United played. The insistence on playing from the back was, was kind of him because he had the ability to carry the ball out and flip the passes. And, you know, I don't think Van Dijk needs any praise. It pays him enough that it's just like repeating, you know, the same thing. The guy is just good. He's out of this world. Um, same thing goes for Robertson. Robertson had a great season. He improved defensively, which used to be his problem, but he improved defensively. And like I said, there's really no left back that came close to him consistently this whole season. I will go with Ndidi as my defensive midfield. Beside him would be KDB. KDB could go up as an eight. He can drop back. It's very fluid. It doesn't matter where he starts from, as long as there's somebody solid beside him. What's your position? Sorry. 
I said I can play four three three. I can play four two three one. It doesn't All matter right. because okay. of KD. It's fluid. And then in midfield, I'm going to go for a player that um, a lot of people seem to ignore his impact. But without him, we would have had a less exciting season. And that's uh, Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez played 12 Premier League games and scored seven goals and got seven assists. That is unmatched by almost anybody in the Premiership history. The level of goals and assists, the output, I'm not talking about performance, I'm just talking about output, is unprecedented. I mean, you, even to go back to Manchester United, go back to the most dominant of years, this guy beat um, Van Nistelrooy's output in his first 10 games, beat um, Van Persie's output. And these were guys that their outputs at that time were looking like, wow. Because when they ran like 10 straight games of scoring or something like that. And so this guy's output has been really, really out of this world. So he gets into my team. Um, there are no honorable mentions in midfield. I think those three guys stand out clearly. Um, they were just really head above a lot of people. In forward position, I was really lost because I don't know how to analyze this. I believe Danny Ian should be giving props. Playing from Southampton and scoring consistently as high as he does is out of this world. Southampton are not really great scorers. They're not. I mean, they score, but not really that well. And this guy got 21 goals. However, he's just an honorable mention. I would still give it to Vardy. Highest goal scorer at 33. The oldest highest goal scorer in the Premier League history. Vardy takes striker position. I give... Um, Left and right to Mane and Sterling. They can switch around. Same thing with Sterling and Mane. I would believe that these two guys deserve to be the players of the season. Their level of output is unbelievable. You, you have to think about the fact that if, Mane, if Sterling doesn't score, especially Sterling, if he doesn't score in a game, you start wondering what happened. You know, people used to get mad at um, uh, um, sorry, um, Pep for benching Sterling because Sterling's would you know like it would ruin their FPL because he was a short banker in the FPL. He used to get a lot <laughs> exactly. of goals. He was that. And Mane, I insist, and I keep insisting. If Mane did not play this season, Liverpool would not win the title. He powered them through. He powered them through. He powered them through. And he was he had a beast of a season. The stats don't match what he did. The stats will never explain what he did. He was that important. I saw games. I saw games where everybody was bowing. Liverpool players were like, yeah, if we get a draw, we're still okay. We'll have a... This guy was like, nah, I'm going to win. And that was... He was a spirit. He was, to me, a real, real... And then uh, the other two mentions are Adama Traore and Marshall. Across... Um, Adama Traore's performance has been excellent. He, he's, he's what you would call a super sub that deserves to be starting because... His performances off the bench are so good, and you understand, okay, yeah, he's working, so don't bench him. But, dude, you wonder who is the person benching this guy? Why is he on the bench? Because he is that good. He could, he could walk into any team in the, in the Premier League. He's that good. And he had a great season. Uh, finally, Marshall. Anthony Marshall's season is weird because he had a lot of breaks, injuries, but he carried a team. A lot of times. He grew up and became a man. This is a guy that started the season supposedly in midfield. He was basically a midfielder, a winger. But he became a nine. And that for me um, was really, really, really impressive. The amount of goals he scored, 
he's actually one of the top goal scorers, but the amount of goals he scored in the running. And the reason why the running is so important to me is that it's the business time of the season. It's very easy to come in and go, whatever, my mind is not here, my family, you know, like, there were so many things that could distract players. But the guys that came in, which is also one reason why Antonio is a guy that people should praise to. That business time of the season, these guys came in and focused and did their jobs. And of course, uh, I'm not picking the Smith to manage the team. I'm going to pick Klopp or, <laughs> hey, Klopp or Pep. Uh, well, boy. Okay, I thought you were going to pick this me too. All right. Uh, Sorry, can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. The goalkeeper you guys keep talking about, is he like a low knee from United or something? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he can technically go back and do this. Yeah. Can I also can. say... He, we can take him you guys are taking him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I also say this? Arsenal did face the most... If you guys are going based off who faced the most <laughs> shots... That was Arsenal. So maybe I should put my own goalie. Well, yeah, but Leno got his shots now. He didn't play the shots. Between both of them, they faced them. I'm like, the next person faced like freaking seven goals, seven ah. shots. And they your made the most save. Your keeper. By the way, your best player was your keeper. I agree. That's, that was the most consistent player, to be honest. The most consistent Arsenal player was... I mean, Obama is goalie. very, very... Yeah. It was, yeah, and yeah, the, the second keeper came in and also did very well, and that's true. Um, Arsenal's goalkeepers actually deserve praise, they did very well. Honorable mention. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> uh, okay, maybe I should have, I should retract this honorable mention thing. <laughs> you, just go on like and on. you gotta, you gotta give, I mean, you gotta give players inside. Okay, uh, team of the season, Allison is mine. Um, right back is Ricardo Pereira. Um, one Bissaka gets honorable mention, but yeah, he had some flaws. But yeah, I think Pereira is the most complete out of everybody balanced. My center backs are Virgil van Dijk and Alcesu Yuju. Uh, left back is Robertson. Um, midfield, Ndidi. I play 43. Ndidi is my holding. Henderson is one of the eights. KDB, obviously. And who is my player season? By the way, um, the other three forwards: Abadi, Sterling, Mane, and forward. Honorable mentions, like everybody has said, Danny Ings for sure. We um, mentioned Marshall, uh, Bruno Fernandez for sure for his output. Yeah, but I just couldn't put him based on 12 games. I feel like that's that's not enough data uh, to do a team of the season. Uh, manager of the year for sure. Klopp gets it. I mean, that's, that's kind of easy. He manages the team. Uh, we jump to talk about... Nobody mentioned, hold on. Nobody mentioned Jimenez. I just remembered him. That's another I'm guy. I'm going to start mentioning so many names. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just I'm going to start throwing names in there. Nobody mentioned this. Look, this Fernandez. I want to talk about Fernandez. We do not say it is a team of mid-season. We said team of the season. A season has 38 games. You cannot tell me somebody plays 12 matches and enter team of the season. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Output, seven goals. How many of the goals were penalties? You are comparing to Van Persie. You are comparing to Van Persie. Um, you are comparing to who else that was not scoring penalties. And you are saying output, he scored seven goals. Van Persie was not... Yeah, I mentioned West Coast penalties, my friend. Uh-uh. How many penalties? Van Persie West Coast penalties. Out of the seven goals, I'm not saying it's not a great player, but he can't play games. 
If you can't play 12 games and be in my team of the season, come on. It's not even up to 19 games. Is it your team of the season on my own? Right. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. That's, why, that's why I can't put him. That's why I can't put him. You vest me in a room pass. Wait, which Liverpool player? Let, let's remove Mane from my team of the season. I'm vesting now. <laughs> remove him, please. I agree. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. It, it was a sentimental choice by me. That guy changed our season. And oh, he did. He did. He did. He did. He did. That's just it's a sentimental choice by me. Okay. Champions League places. Uh, so we review third, fourth. Let's start with uh, Manchester United. Let Butchie start. Oh, one minute. So this I, this is what I want to do because this is not a focused team focus. In one minute, Butchie, mm-hmm. tell me. What was your season summary of Manchester United? One minute. I'm going to start telling you. Go, go. I don't know how to really rate my United season without putting it in context. It's a, it's a great season in, in you know comparing you know when you look at where they come from. But sometimes you also feel like what could have been. Are they really third? Are they really the, be- the third best team in the league? The table says so. You don't want to argue with the table, but it also feels false. Um, you feel like the other two teams looked better at times during the season, but the thing about it was the other two teams, and what I mean the other two teams, I'm talking about Chelsea and Leicester, they never opened up the gap. I mean, Chelsea, uh, Leicester did, but they collapsed. Yeah. So you wonder if Leicester did not collapse, would United have caught up? And of course, you have to praise United for being there to take their chances. And you also wonder, would um, the Chelsea, why didn't Chelsea ever find that second gear to move away or the third gear to move away from United? But put everything aside, you have to go back and give it to this team that was written off in November, December. They were talking about size, they were talking about the mutiny, they were talking about burning the stadium, burning the chairman. I mean, like, then you go into that and then to reach where you are, it's really, really impressive. What most impressive is 14 games on beating. tells you that uh, United actually have found the, the hardest thing to find in football, which is to be hard to beat. It's very hard to be a team that is hard to beat. So that is a great thing. I'm pensive for the future, but... I am really, really impressed by a lot of things beyond football. Okay. Uh, EJ? So, th- repeat this question because you Sorry. only talked about United. No, no, okay, so, so I'm going to do for all teams. So, we're starting United okay. and we jump to Chelsea and we'll do Leicester. So okay, all right. 30 second summary of United season. Just a summary. Yeah, United, I mean, you guys have said it and throughout all the other podcasts, we've kind of talked about how United has, you know, at first they were languishing in like, you said 14th, I think, at some point. They were as low as 14th, and yeah. then they've climbed back up. I definitely think the addition of Bruno um, kind of was a pivot for them, um, which is which is good. And then Pogba returning. I think after the, the restart, you can kind of see that, yeah. You know, they became... That's when I first believed that next season they would probably take off. I think Ola said it on one podcast that he expects United to compete, and I was like, I don't believe that. But then after I saw all the games after restart, I think I... As much as I hate to say it, I think they are definitely going to be pushing along with the help of VAR for like like. Well, she was with a serious face. 
I think this, you know, this third is 66. You know, you finished 66, you were, might as well say that you were fourth or fifth. You know, there was no difference between right. top six. Right. Probably a game or two. But um, I think next year, that, that third spot, I, I still don't think there'll be one or two, but I think they'll be much closer to where they will be convincing people that they could push for a title. So, yeah. Right? They just have, like, few more. your goalkeeper can't make those mistakes that we saw him make against Chelsea, which is probably why you guys are saying you're going to recall your other player, which you would do anyway. Um, but, yeah. So, make some of those small changes, and then your team will be difficult to beat and annoy us, basically. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for United, like I've said before, I think United fans are more pessimistic about their own team than, than other fans. I mean, every every fan is probably like that. Like, when you watch your own team regularly, you think, you see the flaws magnified. Right. So, we from the outside, like, we had a podcast where Ayo was there and we had two Liverpool fans and we we're discussing the merits of United. But I understand why I probably will focus more on the flaws and United fans will focus more on the flaws because you are watching your team every week and you're yeah. seeing the flaws. But on the outside, we can see that this United team, they are going somewhere. We're telling you, like, look, when you, when, when you have your creativity, Bruno Fernandes, Pogba was out at that time. Rashford was out. Martial was out of sorts. He was not, he was not really informed. You guys had a lot of problems earlier in the season. It's, it's obvious when your best players are not playing, you are going to struggle. How many teams will miss that amount of creativity and not struggle? So I'm not even surprised to see them finish top three. I hope you can find the thread. I think there was a thread on the forum where I predicted United finishing top four, maybe even third. Because we could see it. We could see the building blocks. The building blocks are there. Maguire that we're talking about. Look at your, your defense, second best defense in the league. Second best defense. That means you have the building blocks already. That means you're not considering many. Like Bucci said, you're not getting beat too, too often again. Because all your players are back now. All your best players are back. And then another factor, Matic. Nemanja Matic. He has, he has been consistent. He has brought his experience to that middle. Clog up all the spaces, you know. You guys are not... You guys, you guys... I don't know. Maybe you just don't see it. But next season, I, I, I expect you guys to, to, to finish in the top four comfortably. And amen. Comfort. Amen. Uh, but not, not that you win it, too. I don't know why you're saying Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to win the league. My brother, let me tell you something. You know. All it just takes is... That's not true. That's not true. All it just takes is Laporte injury. Something just happened in those top two. Laporte, another Laporte injury. I'm not praying. I'm just saying. Maybe yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy takes a nap. He, he, he loses concentration. Clock, you know, gets yeah, drunk for German beer in the summer. And something happened. And let's not forget Greenwood, wild card. Another mm-hmm. player like that that just came in. He's a wild card. Supreme finisher. That boy finishes. Robbie so, by Greenwood. Greenwood. Oh. Yeah, Robbie RVG. RVG. His <laughs> finishing skills is incredible. Like he reminds me of when Fowler first got into oh, Liverpool team. That's right. When Robbie Fowler first got in. That's how Robbie Fowler was. We just one chance, bang, go. When you have that kind of player in the tight games, you always have a chance because you know that boy he can finish. So you, you might not even need Sancho. That's the annoying thing because now you uh, might. Even, you might, I'm just saying, you might not even need him. You might not yeah, even need him. Allah, we need everybody. Thanks, thanks for that. I've, I've cancelled. Thanks, thanks for that reminder. I've cancelled all that, that statement. That's just people. <laughs> all United fans. You've you rejected it. For all United fans' mouths. 
We don't need. We need <laughs> everything. Use them. Allah, come. We need. We need depth. Every match line needs depth. So yeah, I don't believe that. Nah. But yeah. By, by the way, quick, I, I reserve. I reserve point. my comments for the United. Uh, quick, quick ten. Quick ten second comment. Thank you for that reminder because uh, I'm sure people won't remember him very well. But you see, like I said, I can be very objective about Liverpool. Uh, Robbie Fowler was called not called a god for nothing. Exactly. Greenwood reminds me of Robbie Fowler. That's how he used to finish. The first the touch. Exactly. The way he finishes. The first touch, the technique. That was Robbie Fowler. That's true. Thanks for that reminder. That was Robbie Fowler. Yeah. I, I'll leave my those to my deep, deeper or long comments for the United. Uh, this thing. Bucci, has, Bucci and you guys have probably encapsulated everything. Uh, I would say it's a, it's a good it's a good finish. Uh, most people didn't see this happening. It was good. They showed mental strength to come back. And it's a, it's a good season. Third place. You cannot argue with that, right? Regardless... In context, like what you said, it's a good finish, right? We cannot go too deep. When we do a club, I will go deep, too deep into numbers and all. But yeah, it's a good finish. That's those are my thoughts. Uh, staying with who was the person I thought last? Ola, let's go to Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, um, surprise! I don't think I had them finishing in the top four at the start of the season. I don't think anybody did apart from one person. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I remember only one person. That guy is a jack. I need to talk to him. Tolu Ayola was the only person that put Chelsea in top four. That was the I only guy. That. I don't know how that guy does that. And he put him up first. He was the only guy to put him up first. Ah. For me, I don't know why um, their goalkeeper is a big problem. I don't know why they won't... I don't know how they won't replace him next season. Lampard definitely doesn't like him. He dropped him again today. So that goalkeeper, he has considered too many goals. I know their defense is not great. It's true. Their defense is not great. But this guy doesn't... His safe percentage is so low. Three so, yeah. For them to even make top four, wow. With all those problems, with using a lot of young players at the beginning of the season before Pulisic got injured, I, I think they've done well. They've done well. Lampard, fair play to him. And he got them to the FA Cup final too. Um, and now they've bought Werner. They've bought ZH. Yeah. They're thinking of buying Kai Havertz. Uh, they should be thinking of buying a defender because... What did they, what did they call them? Chelsea. 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 Remember leg day, exactly. Remember yeah. leg day. That's what I want to say. You are building up his chest, you are forgetting your leg day, you know. Johnny Bravo. A little push, and it just starts going down the hill. No, but to be fair to them, they've had a good season. Um, I, I think I think they, they capitalized the most on Leicester collapsing. I, I, for me, I think United should should have finished top four anyway, if they, if all your players were fit. But Chelsea, I think, are the ones that benefited most from che Leicester's collapse. Because Chelsea, I think, if Leicester didn't collapse, as Spurs, yeah. collapse, what's collapse too? Uh, but Spurs had a terrible start yeah. in the season. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I, I thought you were saying over the... I just said the fact that no, Spurs, Spurs came in, in like... Nobody expected Spurs to... You know, what happened to them. So, yeah. Oh, Nobody yeah, yeah. Collapse. I, I just meant that Leicester had such a good gap. Yeah, and that's then, true. You and know, Pochettino like, did, though. Yeah. Pochettino so, did, but that's another story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know Pochettino that. did. Yes, I, I know. He expected it. He was uh, the only one that seemed to. Uh, EJ, Chelsea... Yeah, Chelsea, I think, yeah, overall good season. I don't see them replicating it, but then that would be me probably being wrong again next year. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So it's just that I don't, I don't even see how they did this. I still, I'm still, I'm still oh, thinking see. about about how they were able to win games that probably shouldn't have won, or they had some losses. They had the most losses amongst the top four, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that was their fourth, so that explains everything. I think they even had more losses than Arsenal did. They lost. So, they lost twelve games. Yeah, 12. we we lost ten. So it's just, but you know, they Bro. won a lot more. Draw you yeah. people enjoying a lot of games, yeah. Yeah, we drew so much. Like you drew, drew like, like games. Like United drew like that 2015 season. It was crazy. That's, <laughs> that reminded me of that year for you guys. But yeah, I don't know. Like these these players, like you said, they're more attacking minded, and I do think they did. They need. They needed that. They needed to do that because Giroud, as much as we all like him, you know, he's 34. By September, he'll be 34. He's older. Tam Abraham, not as experienced. You know, they, so they needed that the, the uh, reinforcements, but. Goalkeeper has to be replaced. That's a no-brainer. I don't think even Calabero, Caballero. Yeah, Caballero. Yeah, I don't think even him is the one to go with He's for the 40. future. He's yeah. 40, right? So, yeah. So they need to reinforce defense, goalkeeper, and then that's when we can expect them to do even more than they did this year. But yeah, kudos to them, though. Okay. Gucci. Chelsea. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't even have to go to the beginning of the season. Um, when we did the Podcast at the start when we're talking about the teams we thought we're going to fall out of top four. Everybody picked Leicester, and I said no. I thought uh, Chelsea were going to fall because I never trusted their form. They had this topsy turvy thing that they never had. They had a, an attacking mentality, but I was also afraid of their defense and I was afraid of their their team mentality because Chelsea had this tendency to lose five three, lose three two. And they hardly won any games once there maybe a very few amount of games. Any games that needed grade, they lost. That's what it looked like. The only game I actually can remember, they won one zero. I mean, I'm just saying this off my memory, was the game against Val- um, Ayas in the Champions League. I think they beat Valencia one zero, but I can't remember. I'm not sure. In which Ayas actually dominated them at home, and they should have lost that game. And then Ayas got two red cards, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it showed you that that was a team that I was like, okay, look, if any team had courage and went after Chelsea, Chelsea might collapse. That's what I felt like. But, I mean, they did their job. And go back and look at everything. We can analyze it anyhow you want. But, you know, this season, everybody did not expect Chelsea to be in the top six. Top six was a good result for them. Right. And this man is here. He's about to probably win the FA Cup. Um, Ateta will have something to say about that. But, <laughs> so I have to give him kudos. I have to give, really give him a lot of kudos. But... Going into that, next season, he's getting everything he wants. We shouldn't be giving him this excuses next season. So. True, true. Yeah. Now, a quick recap about Chelsea. I'll say one, Lampard has big Jose energy. Early, early day Jose. Both the good and the bad, actually, in my opinion. Uh, he, he's a passion. He's a passion at Chelsea. Lampard, too, Lampard has done very well with the kids, I think, in my opinion. You know, we're playing them, whether they have experienced young kids that played somewhere else. You know, I think he made most of the big calls in the sense that he realized that their team is high risk, high reward. That's how Chelsea play. You know, a lot of players are very good in attacking transition, but defensive transition, they are poor. So I think he took a gamble and just, I'm just going to attack because attacking football mostly is reading. So if I say I'll start changing my style with these young kids, along the way, they lose their reading, then they struggle for long. And they, they, hit, they hit the bump, right? Christmas time, when they're struggling, struggling, but... He never went away from his attacking ideology. And in my opinion, that's what took them over the line. Because when the players got back into their reading, Pulisic came back to form. 
mouth came out of them. They, they won their games that they needed to win to finish top four. So, yeah, he gets credit, for sure. He made a lot of mistakes, too, for sure. Which, like Gucci said, next season, he will not be forgiving for this. Chelsea are ruthless. And kind of deviating back to what you kind of mentioned, allowing said about United and when we had that conversation, who would challenge next? Uh, right now, I still believe Chelsea is the best in his prime. And I say this because Chelsea are ruthless. Their organization is ruthless. The way they go to the market is ruthless. And they will most likely back Lampard in a ruthless way. That's why. Not necessarily because I think he's better than Ole. If I want to judge them over time, I think they're probably at par this season, what they've done, in a way, maybe. Some people can argue for Ole, some people can argue for Lampard. But I just feel what is above Lampard is better than what's above Ole. And that's why I believe that Chelsea have the most likely to challenge for what I've seen now. That might change over the summer if Chelsea decide to be Johnny Bravo FC. <laughs> because Johnny Bravo FC, they are not challenging with that, for sure. They have to get a defender, they have to change Kepa, they have to do those things. If they don't do those things, yeah, that's not happening. This, the Premiership, defences are too smart in the Premiership. They will, they will figure out and limit the attack over time. Uh, Leicester City, who did, who did we end with? Michi. Leicester. Oh. oh goodness. <laughs> but the job FC, maybe. No, should, I, should I, start calling Brendan that. No, no. Someone, somebody, no, I, have I a don't Brendan want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, don't, I think it's unfair. But people I don't are want like, to be I don't want to. Let me let me say this right. I I don't like being a a dog. I don't like to swallow my own vomit. If I if I give somebody high praise, I usually do it for a good reason. I don't just give people praise. I mean, I watch soccer long enough to see a lot of things. And I keep saying this thing about luck sometimes, and people seem... Of course, we all make our luck, but sometimes some things have to fall in place for you. And this man was like a guy that was just running against... Swimming against Korea, running against the train. What, what more did this guy need to do for the gods of, of, of soccer or the you know people that control fate to say, I beg, now help me small. <laughs> Even after the order, one, it's like, it was like, dude, Pereira, Madison. This one I, this one I cannot argue with you. I yeah. agree. <laughs> okay. Let me be very honest. Let us, from um, August, when the league started, to December 14th or December, it was sometime before Christmas. These guys had played the first 14 games of the season and lost only two. They won 12 games. In that time, they beat some teams 9-0, they beat some teams 5-0, and these were good teams. We're not talking about Aston Villa, Norwich. No, they beat Southampton and Newcastle. I remember that. (laughs) So this was a team that was playing at top-level soccer. For all the praise we give... um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, for example, or even Lampard. Yeah. There are not too many games where they scored more than five goals this season. Right. These guys did it like twice. And I think they beat another team 4-0. Yeah. They were very, very consistent. Then, you know, from January, just started 1-1. One, one, it was just like, people were going, oh, he signed his new contract. But if you really look at it, it wasn't about that. There were a lot of things that were going on. And Leicester are not Man United, they're not Chelsea, they're not Liverpool, Arsenal. They, they don't have massive squads. Yeah. I don't even think they have a massive academy per se that they can go and start plucking players. And they these players that... coming off the bench. Now they, they are almost, to be fair to them, some of those players are almost like championship quality. Yeah. They're left back. Like, you can see the decision making. It was. Like, oh it was <laughs> and then, of course, uh, some other key players, the ones that were supposed to be experienced, now failed them. Casper Smichel's form has been patchy. He's been great. 
But then sometimes, like the, the mistake he made today, that's not the first mistake he made like that. He gave up some goals I shouldn't have given up this yeah. season. A couple, of, couple of games ago, and I did something yeah. similar. Right? Is this something yeah. similar? Johnny Evans, who's supposed to be a, an experienced guy, wasn't that good. West Morgan against Tottenham was criminal. That was criminal defending. You know, like you begin to look at these guys and go, what is going on with you guys? And so you can look at that and blame the manager, but I believe personally that beginning of the season, you would have said Leicester making sixth was good. So Leicester making fifth is still good. We're only saying this because of what happened between August and December. So in hindsight, I will go back and say kudos. Brendan Rogers, you did a very good job. Don't let this break you down. You can come back. If there's a team that can come back and challenge the top six teams, which are Arsenal, Man United, um, Spurs, Chelsea, um, City, and Liverpool, not necessarily at the top end, but, you know, trouble them at the bottom end. Not one of them. It would be Leicester and maybe Wolves, but Leicester are a team that have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. EJ. Well, I know I've talked about Leicester a lot of times. I thought they were a fluke from the beginning, and I was proven right by the way they finished out the season. Ah, I'm giving them credit. I give you credit. Yes. I put them at fifth. You did. What did I say? I said, <laughs> I said, you're crazy for including Leicester in your top six. But you were right, obviously. And I do think that the reason is because other teams like Arsenal, Tottenham dropped off. So next year, when we start, you know, we're resetting our expectations next year. Tottenham, I expect, will do the same thing. I don't expect to see Leicester anywhere near top six, maybe seventh or eighth. And like I said, this will did what we thought they would do. And we all called it, except for Gucci. We all knew that they would fall off. And they started just whew, went down the entire rest of the half, second half of the season. In fact, that those four nine zeros and four zeros that they won, the same... In the same first half of the season, they were losing to City and Liverpool 4-0. Even us at our worst did not lose to City 4-0. We knew that was close. Could have been 4 was it? <laughs> 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 Let's not beat you guys, though. Leicester was robbed us. In fact, that golden boot that Vardy won, he should have been. That one goal he scored against us. You guys are talking about Aston Villa. No, they beat you the first the, leg, though. 2-0. And that was our hope. Leicester came to our house and Vardy injured, almost killed Mustafi. They didn't even check it for VR. VR didn't even look at it. Should have been a red card. Should have not been on the pitch to equalize that game. And Vardy should have been on 22 goals. Oba should have been tied for Golden Boots. I just wanted to make sure I said that. Yeah, yeah you like Next. this is like that that statement hell had no fury like a woman scored you just came here and just <laughs> that's not what i said that you team we'll pass, we'll pass over your complaints pj will pass your complaints over to thank the, you thank pg pg pgmol is that what they are called we'll pass over your complaints to them hola lester tell me about lester are your man I mean, your ex, your ex, your former ex, Brendan Rogers. Brendan, good, good Brendan. Brendan with the character. Mr. Character, you know, <laughs> we showed good character this season. We showed good character by by throwing away 12 point lead and then falling out of the top four. Uh, it's so sad, so sad. And uh, no, Bucci, Bucci was right. Bucci was right. It's it's like fate conspired against them. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You make your own luck, but 
some of the things some of his players were doing was just, uh, I don't know, maybe we have to say, okay, also, pressure got to them. But you look at some of those players, they won the league. They won the Premier League. So why should the pressure should have been getting to them? Because some of the errors they were making. Um, the one, for me, the, the, the final layer of the coffin was that Soyuncu one, where the um, Bournemouth scored. The player was trying to get the ball out of the net. Soyuncu went to him and just booted there was 40 minutes left. 40 minutes. They got shot two and won that game. 40 minutes. And that was 2-1. They were leading 1-0. They were leading that match 1-0 at yeah. halftime. And they lost 4-1. Right, so for me, I think maybe just the pressure. Because I can't explain. How can you go and do that? And then you, you now get suspended for the last three games. Okay. You know? So it's, it's, it's like fate conspired against them. But they too, they didn't help themselves. And maybe the causes. And the causes of people like EJ finally caught up with them. No, <laughs> so, EJ, EJ should just tell us she has a strong, she has a strong grandmother in the village. <laughs> I, I think the causes caught up with them because I can't, I can't honestly, I can't explain what happened to them because it was in their hands. Everything was in their hands. Even going to the last five games, they still had enough chances to yes. wrap it up, but they just threw it all away. They threw it all away. Ah no, no, I don't know. I, I think Rogers, yeah, like you guys are saying. Um, Maybe they need to strengthen. Going to Europa, I'm not sure if Europa helps them next season. Unless they strengthen their squad. Yeah. Unless they strengthen their squad. If they're going to Europa with that squad and trying to compete in Champions uh, Premier League, forget it. <laughs> forget it. They're not going to near first top eight. So they have to improve that squad if they want to be playing Europa and playing Premier League. Or they just throw away Europa League. Just play your kids in Europa League and just throw it away. <laughs> that's the only way. I agree with you. I agree with you. They have to strengthen. Uh, yeah, because that's one thing that, that they benefited from this year, playing one game a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if they don't strengthen, even if they strengthen, like, the coach is still not have time, right? Because he's going every three days. He has to prepare for a different game. So, yeah, yeah, they might struggle next season. Uh, so, my, my own quick review, very quickly. Yeah, I agree with everybody that said. I think the depth was the, their problem. They were unlucky to lucky general, right? It's always better to be a lucky general. They were very, very unlucky. And I think we just put small, so just small, small blame on game management. I feel like after, especially after the restart, there were some games, and the two games I put, I, I want to put on him is the Bournemouth game and the Brighton game. I think those two games are lost. And I say this not because obviously you cannot control so into kicking somebody. My own was the way they were playing, the approach. I remember watching this, I was texting my friend, we're chatting about the game, like, let's start playing, I see they're 4-0 up. When they are just 1 0 up, they should bomb out the relegation team. Now that they were down 1 0, go encourage your team to attack and go and score more goals and kill off the game. In fact, if let's start scoring the second goal in that maybe right out of second half, especially coming out, they kill off that game, they get that three points, maybe they get that Brighton three points. We're not having this conversation. Let's start and talk for this conversation. Right. Now. Doesn't happen. Sorry, let's jump in. You are right because that game, to, um, to back up your point, yeah. at halftime in that game, they came out like it took off. Kelechi. Yeah. It they came out like they were 4-0 up, took out the attackers. Like, no, yeah. attack, attack and kill off those games. Those are the games that, at least those are teams you could look at and say, yes, you have injuries, but considerably your 11 is still better than these other two teams. So go off and kill off those games. They kill off those games, we're not having this conversation. They're in top four, because that's what, that's six points right there that they threw away. Like they have those six points now, this conversation doesn't happen. They're, they're in Champions League and they're smiling. So because of that fact, those two games, I put it on Bernard. Every other thing, I don't, I don't really. Let's dive into FA Cup. EJ, you're going to get the... So, what are your thoughts? I'll share this one just because of time, and we will just chip in here and there. 
I just give you maybe like quick recap. Chelsea, okay. Arsenal, how do you think it's gonna go? Okay, so I mean, I'll, I'll I'll preface it with this. I think Chelsea are the favorites. I think we faced um, Arteta in particular has faced Lampard twice already this season, even though he started in November or December, I think, and he lost one, drew one. Um, even though the first loss, arguably, Jorginho should have been on the pitch to score the winner. Uh, <laughs> <PGMOL. laughs> That, I'm just giving you, I'm just telling you what happened. Let me tell you the email. It's complaints at pgmol.com. <laughs> so we, we accepted it. That's one of the two points I'm counting as points that we should not have dropped. Anyway, um, or three points, I guess, in that case. Um, so I think, and I think they're strong. Their squad is, their squad is better than ours. Just um, maybe we have a couple of people that you say will be um, pegged ahead of them, you know, man for man. But... As far as who will win the match that day, you guys know I cannot predict. I cannot sit in front of a camera and predict that Chelsea will beat Arsenal at Wembley. At all, like everything is on the line. Trophies on the line. FA Cup is on the line. Europa is on the line. I I, I don't. I look. <laughs> I was not on the line. Everybody knows that I do not want. You know that's the price we have to pay. But you the heard whistle. you guys. Know, you guys know what Emirates FA Cup, there are some kids that all they know is that that title is Emirates FA Cup. They believe the Emirates FA Cup belongs at the Emirates. So okay. guess what? It's coming home. Coming Chelsea, home. we're getting our revenge on August the 1st. Okay. Get ready. Okay, now. I said that was game plan. Look, did you guys, I, I didn't even say we could beat City. I remember. 2017, the exact path to our victory was the exact pathway, City and then Chelsea. So we just do it again. No problem. Yeah. What's All the right. scoreline? Final scoreline. Final score. They'll, they'll, uh, I, I think we can still do it if they score against us. I'll give them, I'll give it a close game 2-1. Mm. At, at least you didn't give them a clean sheet. Yeah, no. I think it'll be easier if we keep a clean sheet. It's always easier to win a game that way. But I think we'll have a bit of a headache. Two one. Okay. Okay. Uh, real quick. Okay. Um, Who do you think is going to win the game? She. <laughs> who, who do I prefer to win the first trophy? Their first trophy. That's the thing. That's ah. right. <laughs> Lampard or Ateta? That's right. Um, I'll go for Lampard. I. I I would like Lampard to win, and I think Chelsea will win. And the reason why I think Chelsea will win is um, Kepa is not going to be in goal, dashing out goals to Arsenal. He's going to start really, <laughs> really, really will be in goal. Yeah. So that's number one. And I think um, Arsenal are going to start David Luiz against his former club. I see disaster happening. David Luiz against Chelsea. They know all his weak spots. We all know his weak spots. I'm sure Chelsea even know it better. <laughs> So Chelsea will exploit that too. Remember, and I just think. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say David Luiz gives a penalty away every other game. He already gave his penalty away today. So oh. next time, that's good. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, every other game, you see. Yeah, like, really yeah. is every other madness. <laughs> okay, it's all right. Once, exactly. every, once every three games, okay. 
But I think Chelsea will win uh, probably 2 0. No, no, Arsenal will score. Arsenal will score. Probably 3 1. 3 1. Wow. I don't think any. I don't think I want to make a prediction on who wins. I don't. I, the only prediction I'll make is that that game will not be a clean sheet. No uh, <laughs> yeah, that won't be a clean sheet. But if there was going to be a team that will keep a clean sheet, it would be Chelsea, uh, Arsenal. Um, that's the weird thing about it. The Arsenal I've seen in the past two weeks. I don't know which one is going to show up. But the one that played uh, Liverpool City. and played City, those that same team. If that team comes out. Uh, I don't think Chelsea have it easy, as people think. But the one that played Aston Villa and played the other games, if they come out, and especially the one that played Watford today, because that team, 3 0, that Arsenal team is just, I don't, I, I, sometimes like, I wonder, I'm a Man United fan, but Arsenal fans are like, if we are trying, man, if we try. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, I'm serious. If, if there was a team that should be confident going into this, it should be Arsenal. Their performances have been great in every department in the past two weeks. Their defense right. has been good. Their midfield has been solid. Their forwards have been solid. Um, Chelsea have looked good too, but Arsenal have looked more organized. They look like a better team in terms of every department. But eh, I can't predict. I don't want to. I'm going to go for an extra time win for one of them. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll just say Chelsea. Sorry to disappoint you, Jay. Uh, okay. I, I, I go with Chelsea. I like uh, well, the underdogs. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going with, we're going with underdog, underdog power, which I think is the same same reason Watford came back, same reason Aston Villa beat us. They had more to lose, so they had to try. And I think, I mean, that was just easy to do or easy to call. When these relegation teams are playing you, these are the most dangerous clubs to play, I think, sometimes. Especially when you have nothing to play for, which we didn't have. Yeah, so I think Chelsea, just because of... We've highlighted one reason is that Chelsea have really nothing to lose. Their main target is to secure top four. They're just going to come and enjoy that game. And they want to win the trophy. Not like, oh, they want the trophy, but it's not one of those things like, oh, we're just coming off, being knocked out of Europe. We didn't make Europe. Oh, oh they are down. Like, they threw it away. Then they have to raise their game for you guys. You guys, this is everything for you guys. You know, at that time, like, we pack up. And Chelsea just are just a cup team. I know you guys are beating them like maybe once or twice in the final. Playing Chelsea in, in the local cup competitions, Chelsea just they just find a way to get over the line. Maybe it's just an organization thing. More often than not, they do. Even when they are not the best team, I've seen them do so many. They've done it against us so many times. They've done it against Liverpool in those cup teams. They just get it over the line. One way or the other, they just find a way to get over the line. So and I see them kind of getting into that mode again. Just getting over the line, Giroud. And they have the players that can do that, right? We are not going to play so well, but we can use Giroud as a target man and just bring everyone to the game. Yeah, so that's that's one thing. So that's why I think Chelsea. Relegation, real quick. Relegation mm -hmm. recap. I'll start I'll start it before I pass it to you, um, Bucci. Uh, I think all the teams that went down, even Villa, that stayed up, I think all of them deserve to go down. This has been a really poor, poor relegation battle, in my opinion. Like, teams that, that, that went down have been really poor. Bournemouth, like, um, all I said, they made bad signings. They paid for their bad signings. They, someone, someone raised the issue today. I was talking to, uh, they also paid for, I don't know what they did with Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser contributed like 13 to 15 assists or 12 assists last season. And yeah. all of a sudden, they figured out, and he was going, getting assists earlier in the season. All of a sudden, because of the contract falling out, what they just, Mismanaging that situation and start benching him. I think that was a very bad idea. <laughs> I don't think Bournemouth are the team to afford to bench 
a player that has contributed, I think, over the last three seasons, over, over like almost 30 assists. I think that was a very dumb decision by then. So, and if, that, if that's Eddie Hart, then he, I mean, he probably deserves to go down if he can make that kind of bold decision without having no, enough cover. Um, Norwich, Norwich were terrible. I mean, they had, they stopped their principle, they wanted to play good football, which is good, nice and dandy, but what's, what was the end goal in the end, in my opinion? What was the end goal? The end goal is just to stick by a principle, but you don't have enough cover or quality to what's the point. So they, they deserve what they got. The last thing, who's the last thing that went down? What for oh, that trigger happy? Being so trigger much. happy in this time and in this day and time is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's self, yeah, yeah, yes. What do you call it again? Yeah, they imploded. They just shot themselves in the foot. Like, what's the point of being trigger happy? Three managers, as it four. In one season, it doesn't make any oh. sense. Zifo, it doesn't make any sense. What was the point of letting pressing go when he probably could have gotten a draw here and there these last two games? So, yeah. So, they, that, 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 that's my one. Villa are lucky, but like Pucci highlighted, they, they focus on their defence and because of that, I guess maybe their defence kind of got, got them through the end. So, they did, they deserve it. Barely. Pucci? Uh, um, I think... Um... So just talk about all of them real quick. Yeah. Just I think you've spoken about them. Uh, it, it's really not much to add. If you look at the form table, you will see that this guy is... Uh, they only had like one win, two wins in, on average since the restart. West Ham just got the two wins they needed to escape relegation. Um, Aston Villa were That's lucky... True. Not to be beaten against uh, Sheffield, which was a VR debacle, or they would have been relegated. Bomber, they decided to win on the last day. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no. <laughs> they woke up on the last day. I mean, like, come on. C4 attempts. That's what you're talking about. I think. The Bournemouth case especially is the saddest one because the Watford case, I don't have any sympathy for Watford. They've embarrassed the best managers. They've embarrassed the worst managers. They just treat everybody like crap. And if you treat people like crap, eventually you get crap. There is no way you tell me that an Aston Villa team that conceded about 13 goals or, no, sorry, 11 goals in the last four games that that's a team, or, I'm sorry, that's three games, I mean to say, that that's a team that was fighting. But at the same time, you can't tell me that sucking that manager did not affect them because they really went, like, they even went worse than other teams. They were so bad. They're like, uh, so I don't have pity for them. Um, Villa escaped. Norwich, they deserve their relegation. No pity. Uh, but Bournemouth, I think they were the masters of their own misfortune. They went to their head. We've done this every year. We're going to win our last right. two. We're going to win our last three games. We're good. Now, we have the toughest fixtures, but we're good. You didn't win. You didn't even focus on trying to win the easy ones. They kept... And they were playing like they had time. Yeah. And they did not. So, it's, it's a pity because that's a manager I respect, but, you know, you get what you deserve. And, like I said, that's something that deserves to be in the Premier League. Just It's just what it is. Best of the bad bunch. EJ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the three teams that went down, I, I'm surprised that Aston Villa got in ahead of West Ham, uh, Watford. I think that's the only reason that happened is because they beat Arsenal. Like, to me, I, I think we had already foregone conclusion that Arsenal beat them. And once they did that, then their destiny was in their own hands because 
Actually, was it really in their own hands? Because yeah. if Watford had won, then they're out. Um, but if they had also won, then they were they would have been in. They had more leeway basically after yeah. doing that. So sorry for Bournemouth. I think at some point they were saying the longest serving manager in the EPL. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Because before, usually I'm used to hearing Benga be that person, and then just for, I forgot that all of us have new coaches. But yeah, this, how long has he been? Six years? Was it six years that he's no, been in the no. league? No, for six years. Yeah, in the league, right, league. right. Yeah. I know he's been with Bournemouth longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been with us for uh, in the Nine league. Or 10 for years now. Yeah. So maybe he, he can come back. Yeah, I, I think that championship is just like a quagmire. It's hard for people to come back out of. So good luck to them. But I think the three teams that deserve to go deserve to go. I think somebody will hire Eddie Howe. That's my opinion. You think he'll uh, leave Bournemouth? I think so. He'll, he'll most likely leave. It's one of those things that happens where I think that man looked tired. Yeah. I think he looked he tired. Looked broken. He gets to a stage where he goes, works for maybe a few months, and you know, he's not going well and he leaves. It, it looks like it. He'll probably go on a sabbatical and come back to one of them. Because I know either the Aston Villa or Brighton, somebody's finding a manager before November or something. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the Bournemouth players, not half of them, maybe a couple of them will definitely get poached. Um, I was hoping that ah. we could poach Grealish. That's what I was hoping for them to go down. Unfortunately, they're still here. So I think Grealish is going to leave. You think he'll leave regardless? Yeah. Because okay. he was already looking like he was going to leave. Yeah. That's, that's what he was like. If, if someone is looking for a house before your team gets relegated, <laughs> that's what the media was saying. You know, I'm not saying it's true. That means you really want to leave either way. Because he was committed to the fight, but... It looks like. Uh, Bournemouth has a lot of good players for people to poach. I mean, they were not informed, but they have a good player. They have good players. Mm-hmm. They have good players. Yeah. Ola, give okay. us a final report. Well, I said previously in the previous podcast, I don't feel sorry for Bournemouth. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for them. Um, they've skated along for too long in the oh. league. Um, okay, Eddie Howe is likable. He's a likable fella. And yeah, he's done well. He kept them up on that budget, but he has not bought well. His recruitment has been woeful. He, he has he has not when he has had money to spend, he has wasted it. That's what that's my opinion. He has wasted money when he has had to spend. He, I think he's a good coach. I think he's good at coaching, but I don't think his recruitment is top level. He has done well to keep them in the league for that long, but I don't feel sorry for him. I think they deserve to go down. It has been coming for a while. It's not this is not something that happened this season. Two seasons ago, last season, it has been like this. Towards the end, they are struggling. They'll string together a few wins and just escape. Nah, they, they, they have to go. <laughs> it's the only reason why I'm sad is it was guaranteed six points for Liverpool every season. Very easy. <laughs> Honestly, Bournemouth games were usually our easiest, easiest games. We just go there. We don't even stress. We just beat them 2 0, 3 0, collect our three points. That's the only reason. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I remember Bournemouth games used to be my target for triple captain in yeah. FPL. Yeah. Salah, Salah, loves, Salah loves scoring against them. Just advancing goals home and away. Um, Villa, I'm still, I'm still not happy. Villa stayed up. I'm not happy they stayed up. That honestly, um, if they wanted to take them to court, um, what's their name? Bournemouth could actually have a reason to take because do you know that there was one season um, Sheffield, Sheffield United sued um, West Ham one season. Sheffield United got relegated, but because West Ham used Tevez yeah, and okay. used uh, uh, Mascarano, they sued. They sued that. Okay, we got relegated, but we deserve financial compensation. Oh, I think Bournemouth should go along that line because how can you score a goal that was clearly in the net and the goal line technology failed you? 
and that goal has now cost them relegation. Because look, they finished only one point behind Villa. So if Villa didn't get that one point, Bournemouth will be staying up. So that goal was very crucial. If it's well, me, I would. But well, yeah. how many times have we all been affected by no, no, that's goal over. That's the goal. Um, goal technology. line technology failed. That that's very rare. It doesn't happen. No, 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 no. EJ, no, that doesn't happen. Goal I know it doesn't happen, but it happened on the pitch. They called it on the pitch. It's done. That's no, how. No, no, no. If the ball crosses the line and it's not the fault of the officials, it's the fault of the technology. Then you have a case. It's not the fault but of the officials. The officials technology does not work. Can the official not override goal line technology? Because it, the, the protocol is to look at your watch. If the watch yeah. does not beep, it doesn't have a, a official does not have a clear. It, they didn't see it override. You can't say it's they just like that. Yeah. I have to just. Just what is no. what you said? Their complaints were complaints. Give us a video. I understand that it's unfortunate, but I don't see the difference. I think. Goal line technology, VAR, there are two systems it, that look at goals. No, VAR is not technology. VAR is based on opinion. Yeah, VAR is based on opinion. I agree. Technology yeah. is not based on opinion. It's either it's over the line I or it's not well, over let me, the line. Let me come in here. Yeah, let me come in here done. and say this, right? There's something about... We have, we have one minute, 22. Just yeah. everybody knows. Sorry, we have one hour, 22 minutes. Just okay. keep going. Just everybody knows that. <laughs> one thing it's the final one of the season. It's the final one of the season. <laughs> If you look at when, like, someone hits, kicks somebody on the football pitch, right? Like, when they're playing and they break their leg, people don't hardly sue. The only time they sue is when somebody goes out of their way doing something which is non-sporting. The reason why that happens is because when you get on the pitch, you actually sign, like, some things you sign, even the VAR, they have all these arbitration, whatever, that they have to agree with. Before they can sue, they might go have to go to the... FPL and the EPL and find out which rules did they themselves agree to. Because if they agree that VR decision is final and that whatever result comes off the pitch is final, they will have to accept it. If it is, it's a different thing in the West Ham Sheffield United case because West Ham actually cheated the rules themselves. It wasn't like it was like, oh, the, the, um, it was a, a fact error or somebody made a mistake. No, it was West Ham that cheated. So that's the difference. They went against the guy. But you can't go and sue the referee because you can't sue referees by football rules. You can't sue VAR if they agree that whatever VAR says is final. But that's just what I'm saying. So I, I'm not saying they should sue the referees and I'm not saying they should sue VAR. I'm saying they have a case for willful negligence. Let us use legal terminology. They have a case for willful negligence because right. the technology should not fail to that level. This, we're not talking about subjective decisions. We're not talking about, oh, a, coach, a, a referee is making a subjective decision. The technology says the ball crossed the line, the ball did not cross the line. Why should that technology fail at that particular point, especially when Okai, see how Okai quickly came out. Okai quickly came out and made a statement and said, oh, sorry, we were we, we at fault. Yeah. But they have to come out with a statement because they know the legal ramifications of what that might cause. They have to quickly put out a statement and say, we are so sorry that that shouldn't have happened. This has not happened ever. You know, because they know, they know that they are liable for something that could have happened and then it happened. Because that one point has cost Villa. Because that ball, you cannot say, oh, the referee should have uh, given it anyway. The referee didn't have a clear sight. And the rule is, look at your watch. If your watch did not buzz, then it's not a goal. You cannot guess. Referee cannot be guessing and say, oh, maybe it went in or not. If you thought it was a goal? Huh? That's, you can that's, have done video replay if you thought it was a the, goal. That's the part that I think 
the referee failed was it should have gone to seen a video they're not allowed to the only time they're allowed to go to the monitor is on a red card offense that's the problem the premier league also has premier league they have said var the referee can only go to the monitor to wow. check red card offense you cannot go to check um penalties you cannot go to check goals they are not allowed that's the protocol you can go, you can go to check penalties if the if VAR calls the penalty though, right? No, they don't go to the monitor on the pitch. They only go to check for red cards. Check it. That that's the rule. They, they even changed that rule only in January because at the beginning they didn't even allow referees to go to the camera at all. That's Remember, right. I used We're to get so angry. It. I used yeah. to get so angry. How can you have camera on the pitch and you not let referees no, go? They, they didn't even want the referee to go to the camera at all. But then they now changed it mid-season. Okay, for red card offenses, go and check. Yeah, but right. anything else, don't check. What kind of nonsense? Even the EPL, I don't Maybe know what's wrong. Also, this Maybe also, this, this also brings up something which I find weird is that um, I can watch EPL games, Champions League games, NFL games, news, TV, any, any movies on my phone. So why don't they have small devices? Because referees don't, are not involved in contact. They already get hit. So why don't they have small devices that they can put in their pockets? Like, you know, they make a, another chest pocket that they pull out and look. They can see, you know what I'm saying? They don't need to start running 50 meters uh, off the pitch. They can just sit down and look at this and put it back. You know what I'm saying? In rugby, in rugby, they even wear cameras. Referee wear cameras in rugby. Yeah. So you can even hear what they are saying to the players. I don't know why football is just so slow to try and change. You know, in rugby, they wear cameras. You can hear, they wear a mic. So the referee, you, you can see who he's talking to and who is talking back to him. You know, but football, no, they, they want to always uh, complicate things. Why do you have to complete something? There's camera there. Let them go and watch the camera. No, only for red card offenses. What kind of nonsense? Yeah, because I remember this may, in rugby. This may change things. Yeah, yeah in rugby, referee will even say, Oh, I didn't say. He'll be saying that you can hear live. He's talking to those. Mm -hmm. guys. I didn't see that. Can you check for this? Exactly. Can I award that? He'll be telling them, Can I award? I'm not sure. And they'll be exactly. like, okay, Yeah, he'll be telling them what he saw. And what, and very transparent. They, they make it yeah, very, very transparent. That's true. That's true. But football, no. Football will say, no, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. Why? Purists. Purists. Yeah, in the, spirit, <laughs> in the spirit of the game. <laughs> okay. Are you done, uh, Allah? I don't know. Yeah, Norwich, Norwich. Norwich deserve to go down, but I admire their spirit. So they deserve to go down. <laughs> I admire their spirit. They, have, they try to they play. Have, they have good young players for us to go and steal. Cantwell, Quentia. What's that boy's name? Jamal. Jamal, Jamal, they have good players. Lascelles, yeah, Jamal Lascelles. They're not Adam Boy, the kid. Does, does United usually poach players from relegated teams? Because Arsenal don't tend to do that. Does United do that? They don't tend to, but I'm advising that people do. That team okay, has good I mean, I don't know, because I just feel like we've in the, in the past, Arsenal has not done it, even though we'll be crying, like fans will be crying for this and that. Because I know we would like a Cantwell-type player, but I don't see that happening. I'm going to be very honest. We don't, we don't we do go, that anymore. We don't do that in the past. Premier League clubs need to do that more. And why I say yeah, this yeah. is that there, there are a lot of transfers in the Premier League in recent years. For example, when Mane moved to Liverpool. I use Mane's example because Mane moved to Liverpool for very cheap in hindsight. People did not rush him. He was a guy that, but they were like, he was performing for a mid-table team. He, I, I wish he was going to step up. People keep doing this. And then they're going to pick one guy from France that... We, do, we did it with Ginny Wijnaldum. We got him from relegated team. Exactly. Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. We got him from oh, relegated team. Like, yeah. You, you guys actually did a very you good job. You guys do. You guys do. Yeah, you did a very good job there. And then Steve Bruce signed some good players from championship too. So I, I think, you know, I just think that clubs... There's a lot about scouting here. Yeah. 
Yeah. But what about Pookie Party, guys? Pookie Party, are we going to miss him? He ever score again? I don't. Know. <laughs> I think he scored one goal in after restart, right? <laughs> the party ended in December. Yeah, that's the biggest fluke of the season. <laughs> Timo Pookie is the biggest fluke. Okay, guys, we've come to the end. Uh, now that we're at the end, uh, if you like our content, uh, leave us a like. All our social media handles and addresses will be at the end of the pod. Uh, this is the end of the season, game week 13 for English Premier League. We still look forward, obviously, there's the Europa Cup coming up. There's Champions League coming up to look forward to second legs, and we'll be doing different preview pods on our next episodes. Uh, EJ, thanks for coming. Good luck in uh, Wembley next next week. Underdogs. Uh, Underdogs, okay, sure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> gonna enjoy have, that game. Even though you have 13, 13 epic calls, underdogs, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the underdogs, man. I enjoy the weekend of football. Uh, okay. Nothing to think about, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> so, whoever wins, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uchi, thanks for coming on, as always. My pleasure, as- my pleasure. Hola, thanks for coming on. I got 99 problems, but the league is one. <laughs> ah, okay. You have to be mad in there. <laughs> <laughs>